All right, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you in on a Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi in Jersey, as we say. What's up? Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? I'm great, Patrick. Happy Willie Mays Day today. Happy With... birthday, Willie Mays. 90 years old. Can you imagine that? I mean, some of this generation never saw one of the greatest baseball players of our time. But happy birthday to Willie Mays. How about say, that one? The Say Hey Kid turns 90 today. We've got day baseball coming up in just a little bit. Is that your boy? Oh, I love it. Was it. I know you do. Was Mr. <laughs> Mays your boy growing up? What's going on with him? I, I, you know, I love watching him. A little old for you. Yeah, no, I watched him. I mean, he was at the end of his career when he went to the Mets and, you know, and all that. But uh, what a great, great uh you know, when you see the clips of his, you know, the over-the-head catch yep. and the, the throws and just, I mean, he was truly. And, and what he taught me was when you watched him play, you know, we talk about wide receivers in football. Mm. You know, I always say this about receivers. Receivers catch the ball with their feet, not with their hands, because they run to the location of where the ball is thrown, and then their hands facilitate the catch. Their feet make the catch. Their hands facilitate the catch. And so that's what you learn from Willie Mays, the way he ran to a spot, and then he put his glove out to catch the ball. It was that burst of speed. He caught all the balls with his feet. And then the glove helped them. So to me, watching that helped me learn about receivers. Who had the best pure hands you've ever seen? You know, Keenan McCardle was remarkable. Oh, I saw Chris Carter in pregame warm-up was just stunning. I mean, Randy Moss probably would win, though. Randy Moss was, I mean, I think he could catch the ball with his eyes closed. It was really, <laughs> he ended up it being was a pretty good one, huh? I yeah. mean, it was just, you know, it was, you know, I mean, it went Keenan McCardle, then it went to, you know, Chris Carter in a pregame warm-up was sensational. But then Randy Moss, when you saw him live and in person, wow. Because Randy could, Randy, like Willie Mays, could track the ball. Yeah. You know, he could track it. And all those down-the-field throws, never it never got away from him. Sometimes. Remember, Randy was truly an all-time great basketball player. Yes, he played on the he same was. high school team as Jason Williams, you know. And he was going to Notre Dame. I mean, this is what people forget about Randy Moss. Lou Holtz was going to allow him in. I can remember talking to Lou Holtz at CBS Studios on, on, on the broadcast center when Lou was doing college football for CBS, and I was working behind the scenes and then eventually on camera with the, the first time CBS got football back. And we spent a, a, an afternoon in the green room, and he was telling me all about the recruiting process of Randy Moss and how he wanted him and how he was the best receiver he'd ever seen and how, you know, Florida State couldn't take him because of, you know, it had marijuana in his system or something like that. It was just the legendary stories of those guys that were going after him in all of watching him play high school football. And some, some are just athletes. He happened to be just a natural wide receiver as well, Randy Moss, who just had an innate ability. I mean, just every motion, it was just he was born to be a wide receiver, but he could have done anything he wanted as well. Yeah, and he had the great ability to be fast and quick. Hmm. You know, those are hard things yeah. to do. Especially some so guys tall. are just fat. Yeah, some guys are just fast. He was fast and quick, and he and he had great ability to use his body and understand how to get open and leverage points. Just a great like Willie Mays could really catch anything. Yeah, and I, th I think of Megatron, who was so gifted as well for his size. You think of size. I bring that up because Jamar Chase. 
you know, six foot, maybe a tad over six foot, Michael, but thick. Every There's so much to love about the kid. I was a little surprised here. They almost have him at 1,100 as far as receiving yards, uh, receiving yards prop for the rookie. 11, 10, 99 and a half. That seems like a lot, doesn't it, for a rook? It does, especially when, you know, you've got T. Higgins and you got Tyler Boyd on the team. Yeah. And you also know that Joe Burrow is coming off an injury. How good is Joe Burrow going to be for the first six games of the season, right? And if Chase is any good, you got to think they're going to take their chances with Higgins and they're going to take their chances with Boyd and roll the coverage into Chase. If Chase plays the X receiver, they'll roll the coverage into him and make him have to work to get open, work to get away from press, work to get away. I mean, at the end of the day, are the Bengals going to be good enough in their offensive line? That's going to remain to be the scene. Now, you know, they took the Jackson Carmen kid from Clemson that some people had off their board for some, some issues off the field. Obviously, the Bengals saw through that. They were comfortable with taking them. They took Smith in the fourth round. Can both those players enhance their offensive line? Because Jonah Williams has got to prove he's a legitimate left tackle. Misses his rookie year with a shoulder injury. Comes back and doesn't play nearly like a first-round pick last year. We shall see. Okay, Michael, I buried the lead because we do have to start here. Just the futures market and everything. Well, that's I buried involved. it. I no, buried I, it because no, I went off no, on I Willie like Mays. Hey, I like, I'd rather talk about Willie Mays and Aaron Rodgers, although <laughs> Rodgers, Rodgers is omnipresent as far as the news. Can, you, can we just take a step back and understand you're the only one that can help us understand really what's, where it stands technically in the front office. Is June 1st an important day as far as – uh, how punitive it is against the cap if they were to move on after June 1st? Well, no, they could designate this a June 1 transaction if they wanted to. Uh, but obviously we're so close. I think this, I think if you're Green Bay, you have to weigh your options, right? I don't think you can take that this is a a play by Rodgers that he just just trying to leverage the position. I think Rodgers could legitimately retire for a year. I think he could just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to pull a Jim Brown. I'm going to walk away from the game. Jim Brown did that in 64. Told Art Modell that when he was filming a movie in London, England. You know, Modell wanted him to come back for training camp. Kept pushing him to come back for training camp. And Jim Brown said, nope, I'm done. You keep pushing me, I'm done. Okay, that was it. Jim Brown stepped off the field. I don't, I don't, I would not, if I was in the Green Bay front office, I would not think that this was just a idle threat. I would take this threat very seriously. Because as Tony Soprano told Pussy one time, you got options. You got options, Big Puss. You, can, you don't have to do this deal. Aaron Rodgers has got options. He's got – and, and maybe Jeopardy isn't an option, but he'll have options. I mean, you know, we know Tony Romo is making $15 million in the booth. You don't think Aaron Rodgers would be a really good host on Monday Night Football? Absolutely. And go make money? You know, I mean, look, you know, at, at some point the guy has to have peace of mind. And I don't know if he can get that peace of mind. Now, if you're Green Bay, do you trade him? I don't think Mr. Murphy is going to trade him. I don't. You know, all this Gutekest nonsense is really he's taking the heat for it. The guy, the guy who should take the heat is Murph. Murph, man, you know, he runs the team. It's his team. He's the designated owner of the team. He allowed this. It's like my grandmother used to say to me all the time. It's your, you know, you made the mess. You lay in it. Right? It's your bed. You got to clean it up. He's got to clean it up. It's his organization. He made the mess. And if he doesn't clean it up, then trade him. And he's going to have that, that on his shoulders. Yeah, we keep hearing Gudenkiss, the general manager, just because yesterday the report leaked that in group chats. He was calling him Jerry Krause. 
uh, in reference to what happened with the. Uh, oh, I, I don't. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that he doesn't like Gutekind. I don't doubt that at all. I, I, because I think he feels like Murphy doesn't know anything about football, so there's no sense in me weighing into you know hating Murph. But uh, you know, I mean, there's really, but there's you know, you 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 have to understand where the power comes from. Right. And Murph's the power. Why? Okay, so I'm trying to understand. Why don't they just call his bluff them and fire Gudenkist? You're not going to pick Gudenkist over one of the all-time greats and the reigning MVP. Fire the general manager if that's your issue. Okay, we're good to go then. Well, I mean, I think that that has to be a private conversation. If you said to him, if Murph went out to California and said, look, I'm prepared to fire Gudenkist if you come back. Right. But, you know, are you going to come back? I'm not firing this guy if you're going to still hold out. If there's some other issue. You know, I want it written on a piece of paper that you're going to come back. Right. Okay? And then if you don't want to come back, if you don't want to come back because I won't fire him, right, then you're going to have to start to figure out how you're going to pay me this roster, this signing bonus money back that I have three more years to accumulate. And how's that going to work out? That's the one leverage the Packers have. You know, when you sign that, when he signed that contract, and I'll, I'll, I have to look it up. Oh, he signed it like two uh, and a half quickly. years ago where I think he got almost $80 million up front. And remember, he went to IG two year, a little over two years ago and could have been more thrilled with the organization. Now things have changed. Yeah, well, I mean, look, okay, so Aaron Rodgers is, is he's got, he basically has uh, 20, 21, 22, 23 left on his deal, which puts him at 40 years old. And he, of those four years, he's got 14, he's got 28, he's got about $30 million left of prorated bonus that they owe him, okay, that, that has, been, has been part of his salary cap. So that money, that money technically of the $71.76 million they guaranteed in his, in his deal, that money, $30 million of that has to come back to the Packers if he retires. Okay. Technically. Technically. Right? Now, the club could say, no, we don't want your money back. However... You know, they could also say, if you retire, you owe us $30 million back. Hmm. What do you... Now, that's up to him. <laughs> what? Where are you right... That's a pretty, that's yeah, a that's, pretty good... That's a lot of matzah. That's a lot of matzah. That's a pretty good... That You're carrying some weight now, you know? It's easy for everybody to say, well, you know, he'll just, you know, he'll just retire, no big deal. I mean, he counts on their cap this year because he wouldn't take, he w- they couldn't convert the, the bonus, the roster bonus into signing bonus, so it sits there at $6.8 million. Okay, because they could have lowered his cap down by 30, you know, could have taken it from 37 down to 31. But because he wouldn't do that, he couldn't. So, you know, he, he's, he, if by not playing this year, he'll lose $20 million, basically, $20 million, Maybe twenty-two million of base salary. Next year he's due twenty-five million of base salary. The year after he's due twenty-five million of base salary. So he's if he retires, he stands to lose seventy-five million. He's got to pay back thirty million. Damn, that's chump change. For you. you can find that in your couch. Just yeah, right, changing your couch right. over there, Lombardi. Yeah. <laughs> the the yeah. Denver. Good luck. Uh, the favorite destination, of course. They've gone from, I think yesterday was 20, I, at one book, 24th best odds to win the Super Bowl, all the way down to eighth. So there Amazing, is, you right? and I were you and I were laughing about There's that a, on Monday, that some somebody knows something here. 
And we and, we, and on Monday we said Jawan James has got to really come through and be healthy, and he goes and tears his Achilles yeah. tendon. And now we got Dalton Risner at the right tackle position, kid they drafted in the second round, a hole for them. Look, here's my question mark: If they trade for, if they're, I mean, Denver should could trade for him, but Green Bay doesn't get a quarterback back. I would think Las Vegas would be the best place for Aaron Rodgers. Because at least if you're Green Bay and you decide to trade him, and let's play the hypothetical game, at least you could say, look, I want Carr back. They'll throw Carr back. They'll, throw, they'll give you Carr. And then I want three number ones, just hypothetically. They'll give it, you know. I mean, would you do that? Would the Raiders do that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, this guy's 38 years old. How long do you want to, how long do you want to, how long do you think he's going to go? The contract goes till he's 40. Do you think he can play to 41? It sure looks like it to me. And it's interesting, too, because out of the last two years, there was a, a, a direct correlation to a decline in coming. I mean, he, every advanced number, every, any metric you wanted to look at, Rodgers had started to decline, and in these past two seasons, he's reverted. No doubt. He's reversed that, that trend. So it's an interesting study. It goes deep. I, and I'm not sure what his relationship is with the head coach. I've heard different reports on that. With I LaFleur. heard, you know, that's... Yeah, I've heard so many different I, – I, I don't think it's really as close as anybody might think it is. But I do know this. I do know this. There is concern about how good Jordan Love is. And how can't you have that concern, right? The Packer coaches have really only seen Jordan Love do cards. And what does that mean? That means he goes to practice, right, and he looks at a card and he sees, okay, we're running the Bears offense. I throw it to the Z here. I throw it to the Y here. He's just executing on that. How he did in that should be really good because you're really just it's it, you don't have to make you're, you're playing without with, you're playing without feel when you do that. You're playing without feel. It's just natural talent takes over. I don't know if he's done that really well. How he prepared. I mean, there has to be severe apprehension about how good this love kid is, and I've heard that through the walls of Green Bay. They're not in love with this, and they all know, without any doubt, they all know. That if Mr. Rogers decides to leave, they'll probably be a five-win team. And by the way, no pressure on the love kid, right? You got the quarterback who's got a strong personality. You know he doesn't like you just based on the circumstances. You've got your it's 29 straight years of Favre and Rogers. You're next in line. Good luck, kid. Go ahead, Utah State. Here yeah, we go. I mean, it's 29 years of Favre and Rogers, and you've won how many Super Bowls? Two. That's true. Think about that. Think about that. You've won three. Did you? Did Favre win two or Favre one? Favre won the one. one. They were favored big against, time against Denver. He, he they lost. beat New England. Right. So they, that was the one they won in New Orleans. Right. They lost to Denver the next year. So Favre won one, and Rodgers has won one. So for 29 years of having Hall of Fame quarterbacks, that franchise only won two Super Bowls. That that my friends is really underachieving. Big time. And if they won three, I might have missed it, but I think that's right. No, it's two. I don't. It's just two. Remember, they were pro, they were double digit favorites over Denver the following year, where your boy Elway did the oh, helicopter. It, I mean, that was. It's 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 one of the. I think it's. I think if Ron Wolf took truth serum, one of the it's worst, one of the most dis, yeah. disappointing losses of his NFL career. They were I the think, better. Te- think, they were the better team. They should have. Terrell won that, Davis ran know. all over them. You know and. I think that probably will scar. I don't know if Holmgren gets into the Hall of Fame, but that could scar Holmgren from ever getting in the Hall of Fame. So you, 
I just have 40 seconds here, but you truly <clears throat> believe there's a possibility he sits out for a year. Oh, I think there's a really strong possibility of that, and I think it's stronger that he sits out than he gets traded. You think it's stronger? I don't think you can ignore it. This guy is not – this guy, you can't go – this guy's not a lateral thinker. He doesn't go from A to B to C. This guy is unique. He's going to go from A to F, and who's going to keep up with him? No, he's a complex human being. We're not just yep. talking about Jordan Love getting drafted, and this is where we're at. No, this is a Jeopardy, fiancé, life, deep thinker. Erudite. Now he's sensitive. There's a lot going on here, and we care about the futures market as far as the betting yep. network. When we come back, who's going to be starting for the 49ers? We've got the odds coming up next here, Lombardi Line. Everything. BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagered options. You go in-game betting, boosted out special. If you stop by any MGM casino on the strip, bring your state-issued ID, and you're going to be ready to go within minutes. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Lombardi line on a Thursday. Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Mar. I was just laughing because I was looking at the Rangers and Capitals from last night, which was an all-out brawl, Michael Lombardi, which was crazy. It's a tough spot for the Rangers who fired their general manager, fired their president. They got beat up yesterday, lost the game to the Caps, their rivals. They now head tonight to Boston on the second half of a back-to-back. We'll get to that in a bit. But I don't know if you saw the replays. There were fights all over the place. I did, I missed that. But can I ask you, do, do the Dolans, does the Dolans own the Rangers yes, as well? Dol- he owns the Rangers and the Knicks. Okay, so and he, he was behind getting rid of Davidson, the president and the general manager. He's he is he's an interesting owner, isn't he? I mean, he just Ooh, boy. he's petulant. He takes yeah. he just he he comes through with the axe. And so the Rangers, there it is, a four-two win for the Caps last night. The Rangers head to Boston. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But but you know, it's funny. I was at it. I was at. I love Jewel. I love. I know we know this. <laughs> okay, we, she was dating Charlie Whitehurst at the time, and I, uh, Uncle Charlie and I became friends, and so he invited us to see uh, a concert in Boston, and Jewel was playing, and the warm-up act was Dolan, and his band. No kidding. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, and I, and and it was probably ten of the toughest songs I had to endure before. Like, can we? Can we? It was like it was like watching the NFL draft. Can we just get the picks? Can we just get to Jewel, please? <laughs> You know, but to be fair, if it was the Beatles in 65, you would have been like, boring. Give me jewel. No, more I would have been all right with that. I would have wanted more jewel, but it was OK with that. I would have been all right with the Beatles. I, I do recognize uh, talent. I yes, do have that I ability. You. I recognize no talent, Mr. Dolan. So, like, can we just get the jewel? <laughs> Listen, more cowbell, more jewel. More please. cowbell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think, I think both say, by the way, we're going to get into the baseball coming up. Your boy, Danny Duffy on the bump for Kansas City today, and I think you'll be all over that. You know, I'll be all over that. You know, I love my man Duff. Yeah. I mean, look, like, seriously, like, there's some <laughs> things in life, you know, you go back to the well for constantly. I mean, you can't, you 
can't resist that temptation to go to the Duffmeister. I, I got to go with him, no, right? I, temptation, Jewel, Temptation, Duffy. KC looking to avoid a sweep at home. They lost, lost four straight. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit here on the Lombardi line. So I've got the numbers as far as starters. Yeah. Bet MGM. Week one starter. Just before you give me your answer, which I'm sure is Garoppolo with the 49ers, do you think minus 280, is that a good price? Uh, you know, almost $3 to win a dollar on Garoppolo starting. Trey Lance coming back the other way is plus 220. I, I don't see how Trey Lance is going to start okay. year one. I don't. I'm writing a column tomorrow about Justin Fields and the Bears and the great Matt Nagy making the commentary about, you know, we'll all know when it's time for Justin Fields to be the starter. Everyone will know. Oh, really, Matt? Like, did everybody know that Tua was supposed to be the starter in Miami when he got when, – when basically after beating the Jets – the next week, we put two in the starting lineup. Like, no one knows. That, that's a decision that the head coach has to make and the head coach alone. It's got to be by feel. It's got to be by vision of the future. It's got to be by able to tell the, fa- tell the team that this guy can help us win currently and help us win in the future. And like Brian Flores, it also has to be where, all right, I'm not going to let this guy ruin our season. I'll bench him in the Denver game, try to get us back in. I'll bench him in the Vegas game. They got us a win. So it's a little bit more misleading than we'll know. Everyone will know when it's the right time. No one knows when it's the right time. Look, co- look. did anybody want to start Justin Herbert at the Chargers last year? No. Of course not. Of course not. It took an injury. It's the old Raider line that I used to say, we're an injury away from having a good team. We're an injury away from having a good team. And unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured by, by the shot, and that put Herbert in the game, and the rest is history. But no one – you have to wonder, like, were they watching practice? Did Herbert look that bad in practice that you kept going with Tyrod Taylor? Right. Is there, so, is like, there pressure at all on Shanahan to start Lance or none at all? Oh, I think there's pressure the other way. Gotcha. I think that, that he won't put him out there until he knows he's going to be successful. Because for all the Lance fans that are out there that are ripping me today about, you know, it's Mac Jones, it was always Lance, you have no idea what you're talking about, you're an idiot, you know, they never traded up to get Lance, yada, 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 you know, all that, Lance better be really good. He better be really good. Because who else was going to pick him? Now, there's some people think Sean Payton would have traded up to get him, although it was confirmed today in the athletic article of what I've been reporting here. The Saints tried to get above. They tried to get above the Patriots at 15. They couldn't do it. They had a deal with Arizona at 16. They backed out of it because Arizona, because Mac Jones was off the board. He's Michael Lombardi. Vinny Maliulo is going to stop by next right here on the Lombardi line. The races are in high gear. Michael's excited about the NBA playoffs coming. Uh, experts are covering every angle to find betting edges as the regular season winds down. you got the VEASAN hockey expert, Annie McNeil. We call him Sunshine. He's tracking all the NHL action. You've got the senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, with hoops every single night. He's going to help you find a couple of winners, even in a tough association this year. Our experts and the entire team 
are over at vcin.com, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds, and analysis. Plus, you get the free emails. Start your free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe right now. It's free. vcin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi uh, thinking about Jewel in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher thinking about Jewel now after he mentioned her. And we now <laughs> welcome in Vinny Maliulo from Behind the Book. Thinking about, Are you a big Jewel fan? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here amongst jewels. <laughs> that was so. That was guy. so clever. That yeah. was so. Vinny, Michael, how are you? I'm wonderful, Vinny. It's so good to be with you today. I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Give us some insight on how those odds shifted with Denver from them being an obscure franchise competing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That all of a sudden is this just an instinct on the book's part that maybe this is the best landing spot for them? Um, that's a great question, Michael. And I think when, when you look at it, and the best way I, I, I can answer that is is first look at Denver, I think, had a very good draft uh, overall. Uh, the fact that uh, I think actually I think the division is much better this year as well, though, uh, when you look at it. And, you know, the, for sure. The AFC North had three playoff teams last year. It would not shock me if three teams came out of the uh, AFC West this year uh, and, and, and made the postseason, especially an extra home game uh, compared to the to the NFC. Uh, but the Chargers down to uh, four and a quarter on our uh, our division. We put the, the divisions up here at South Point yesterday, and the Chiefs were 220, but the Chiefs were much higher uh, really, before this speculation, now you still—it's still speculation, right? But the fact of the matter is, if there was no speculation, you would probably see the Chargers at, at closer to uh, five to one, or maybe even a little better uh, in terms of. The I think division. Michael wants to know what do you know, Vinny? Because why are you just hedging? Are you hedging no. just to get out in front of people getting well, a huge number? Well, there's an there's an element of anticipation, right? I mean, you have to have some anticipation, and you have to, you know, you you've got to say, yeah, you know, there's there's several teams. The Chargers are are, are a possibility, but the, I think the more the, the more so the Broncos. That's it, uh, uh, yeah. right? I mean, I, I think the Chargers had a great draft, and I think their their quarterback situation is set. Um, I, I just I think you got to have an element of anticipation, uh, and we always the try Broncos to do that. Broncos are twenty to one on the board to win the Super Bowl. Well, that's that has nothing to do with Drew Locke. No, it, it doesn't. And again, you can always go up. So yeah. one, you can do one of two things. You can either say we're holding up on the futures totally, okay, or you you put up you put up prices. It's always easier to go up. Than, than to come down. I mean, we saw speculation last year with the Buccaneers at 60 to, or anywhere from 60 to 75 to 1 that maybe Tom Brady would go there. Oh, by the way, he did. And, you know, the folks that had those kinds of tickets, uh, good for them. That was a different situation, though. He's a free agent. And uh, now in this one, you know, somebody's going to have to give up assets, uh, you know, for, uh, for uh, Rodgers. But the other thing is this, guys. The reason that we you, you try to do as much anticipation as possible in this scenario is when you think about it, over the course of the last seven years, the player that has meant the most to the point spread in individual games is Aaron Rodgers. We've seen anywhere from up, up to nine points in some games uh, when he's in or out of the lineup, mm. uh, depending on who the opponent is. So with that in mind, you've got to start handicapping and saying, okay, A, is he going to go? Okay, B, and if he does go, where where are the possibilities? And to Michael's point, the Broncos are one of them. And, Michael, you've talked about it 
endlessly. Yeah. You, you really like that Broncos roster. So the everything I mean, other than the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, right. they could be a they could be a four and thirteen team turn into a thirteen and fourteen with Mr. Rogers in the neighborhood. And that being said, the the Raiders are another team as bad as the Raiders are on defense. And I don't think Vinny they did anything to really enhance their defense this offseason. Yeah, and Dockway, okay, great. He'll run past the quarterback, mm-hmm. and the quarterback will step up, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But the reality of it is, is if you put Mr. Rogers on that team, yes. you know, could they really, you know, could they improve? I think they really could, but that number, but nobody's shifting that number. I mean, here's a team that, you know, what did they go, 8-8 eight and eight last year? And, you know, they lose to Miami game. They could have been a 9-7 and seven team. I know all mm-hmm. that. But, you know, to me, I would have thought that the, the Broncos and the Raiders would have been hand-in-hand in, hand in terms of the odds because you weren't sure where he was going to go. I think the Raiders are a better destination because they can give more assets back to the Packers if that was the case. Denver can only give draft picks. They can't replace their quarterback situation. And if I was Mr. Murphy – I would want a quarterback back for Mr. Car- for Mr. Rogers. I would agree with you. I think w- it, that's another thing where you say, okay, who's got the assets? The assets start because it's going to take a lot to get Rogers, and the first asset is going to be a quarterback, and then and draft picks, right, predominantly. So, um, to Michael's point, I think we see it that way. The other the other aspect too, though, with this is regular season wins. We've we've held up on regular season wins, not just because of the Rodgers situation, and it's significant, right? It's not just the Packers. It's everybody else in the division. Then it's everybody else in the NFC, and then across the league, right, depending on where he goes, if he, if he stays in the NFC or if he goes, in, as we're discussing, a possibility to go uh, to, uh, uh, to, say, a Denver. That, that's a big, big impact on regular season wins. The other aspect that we're waiting on is the twelfth, uh, May twelfth, is when the actual schedules come out, right? So we know now the the opponents right. and the home and away games. What we don't know is the sequence of those games, and those can impact uh, the regular season wins, perhaps by half a game or, or juice, or and, and simply because you want to know. Uh, you know, is a team going to have a, 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 you know, like the Raiders had a couple of years back, where they had to travel, you know, around the globe, right? Uh, you know, literally. So, uh, you want to kind of get an idea of the sequence of games, uh, and then uh, finalize the regular season wins. When, when can I bet into the season win totals here at the South Point? I've never known you to be afraid. Afraid. When are you going to post them? Yeah, you know what? I'm, I, I'll let you bet today. <laughs> no, I know you would. I know you would. You know, you know a fishy fish. No, so, uh, no, so Chris, I was just with Chris Andrews. And again, yesterday and today we talked about it. So uh, we're, we're putting our, our – yeah, you have a basic number right now. So um, when the schedule does get finalized on the 12th, so that, you know, either that day or probably the next day, within, within 24 hours. But you, Patrick Maher. <laughs> no, no. But notice he's getting a little choked up, too. Yeah. Can, can, can I bet the number? That's all I want to know, Vin. I told you, you right now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. When we come back, you do have the NFC North on the board as far as yes. divisions. We'll talk about that. Plus, uh, you got, you're laying more than two bucks on every hockey game tonight, which is wild <laughs> yeah. for a seven-game slate. We'll come back and discuss. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. <laughs>
Okay, join the sports betting excitement with BetMGM, and you can win $100 for a $1 wager. You see it right in front of you. Lakers or Clippers hit a three-pointer tonight. You're going to win $100 paid for in free bets from the king of sports books. That's BetMGM. Simply download the app at BetMGM.com and use the promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer. Again, it's paid for in free bets. Got to be located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text Redline 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I'm laughing, Michael, because... During the break, we were talking, somehow we got onto Kentucky because Vinnie Maliulo's lovely wife is originally from Kentucky. And he said he once visited and went to Kentucky. He went out. The, she lives in the middle of nowhere. He went to go get some coffee. He felt like he was in the witness protection program. This <laughs> yeah, guy from Brooklyn, he felt like oh. the Sopranos asking for directions over there. I asked for coffee. Oh, yeah. They said, what? What's that? I said, coffee. Said, you mean coffee? I said, yeah. <laughs> coffee. I asked for directions you one know, time. The guy said to me, he said the most frightening thing I've ever heard. Right? Think about this. I said, "Guy, I need to get to you know the, to Lexington." For he looked at me, he said, "You can't get there from here." <laughs> what does that? What I does thought, that mean? I said, my, "What? What is? It? What is that?" Like, <laughs> I kept waiting for Rod Serling to come out from behind the gas yeah. pump. Like, what does yeah. that mean? You can't get there from here. Well, can you? So now I said this. I'm thinking I'm going to be quick on my feet here. Can you get me to a place I can get there from? He says, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I have no idea what I just said. What the hell does that even mean? But he did say, that's hilarious. He did say, it is, Kentucky's gorgeous. I know people sleep on it, it a little bit. If you get out in the the rolling hills, Michael, it's a gorgeous place. You used to drive around there looking at recruits, no? Absolutely. I mean, Lexington's one of the beautiful campuses yeah. of all time. I mean, the, the rolling hills there. Actually, in Jersey, we have actually more uh, horse country here in the great mm -hmm. state of New Jersey than they actually do in Kentucky. But Vinny's right. I mean, Vinny looks like, uh, you know, it's like the Munsters. I mean, <laughs> Vinny would be the pretty girl in the Munsters, and everybody else in Kentucky would look like the Munster. Like, what, who is that person walking around? <laughs> like, it's just out of place, it stands right? Out. You don't, sort of thumb. You're not yeah, from around here, out. are you? You no, know, it's like what pretty obvious. You're not, yeah. Well, you never knew. Well, yeah. you, you never knew on a Thursday you'd love be compared to a pretty girl, but yeah, welcome I, to the well, show. It's a Lombardi line. I love it. Well, that's why I keep coming yeah. back. And that's why we love you. The NFC North yeah. on the board here at the South Point. Mm -hmm. uh, is it dicey throwing up a number? Give Michael the number in division, and we'll talk about sure. the, the idea of throwing it up. There. And the Packers are still the favorite. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is still there, but not as big a favorite as you would think. So uh, you would... You would put up minus 150. So two to three on the Packers. Here's what's interesting. The Vikings at plus 350 as the second choice. Bears at four to one and the Lions at 15. But you're, we're seeing action on the Vikings in terms of the NFC. But they're also in uh, in terms of the uh, the uh, the future book here in, in, in the northern, uh, in the NFC north. I think there's speculation that if Rodgers does go, that uh, the Vikings would become, and they would, uh, I think rightfully so, become uh, become the favorite. I can't imagine their defense not being, uh, uh, you know, as poor. Has to be better. It's got to be better than <laughs> last year. And again, who? what's the, the quarterback? We, we know the quarterbacks in Chicago, but what, you know, who is the starter? It's not as, uh, as settled there. So I'd say the Vikings 
uh, are getting some speculation in terms of the uh, the, uh, the NFC North right now. Wow, you I- see- I'm shocked that the Bears and the Vikings are at the same value. I am too. Yeah, that's BetMGM. You know, yeah, BetMGM. The folks that they have it there, we've got we've got the Vikings as the second show, but there's only a 50 cent difference at our place too. Um, and I think that again, I go back to the anticipation aspect of it. You know what folks uh, are are in fact gonna you know bet and uh, gonna look at. So where are you? I think to me the, the the to me the Bears are so much. They have one of the. They're a tipping point team. Meaning, if Dalton doesn't play well, mm-hmm. do they go to Foles or do they just say let's just go to Fields and right. basically mail in the season and make that draft pick for the Giants even higher than the Giants are anticipating it to be? I mean, the number that was set for the Bears, I think, was seven. Even though, they, like Patrick says, the great secret of all time, they were a tri- they were a sp- playoff team. But you know, now that you take Leno out of their offensive line, which wasn't very good to begin with, and, and if you think if you think Tavon Jenkins is going to be the starting left tackle. On this team, their two tackles on this team are going to be as bad as their two tackles could have possibly ever been. It's a downgrade from last year. So, you know, their offensive line is not very good. You know, David Montgomery's a nice player, but can he stay healthy? That's a question mark. You know, they don't have another back that they could put in there. Cohen's a nice uh, trick player. And then now let's talk about a secondary that's really displaced. 32nd mm-hmm. against the Blitz last year. You know, older on defense than most people would would, would remember. I mean, Hicks, Mack, Trayton Quinn, Trufant, Gibson, all over 30. I, I mean, to me, I, I don't see how the Vikings, which are a young up-and-coming team, mm-hmm. to me the Bears are a declining team. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point you bring up, Michael, and it's important because the other part of it is this: the Packers with Rodgers, they have feasted on the Bears. I mean, he's on record to say, "I love to play the Bears. I love to play right. Chicago," and he's had so much success against them. So that also is going to impact the regular season win total for for the Bears. I, I said it; it's not just the Packers; it's the it's it's the rest of the division. So if he's out of there, then obviously it it turns things. Uh, really, in a in a state of it turns things quite a bit around, and you know if if Rodgers does leave Green Bay, the Vi- the Vikings become the division. Oh favorite. yeah, they have to be. Oh well, yeah. it's weird. I mean, BetMGM having the Bears and Vikings tied as a second betting favorite in the NFC North to me is wild. Like Michael said, there's a, that's a lot of res- you know that's just the perception of the field's move has brought yeah. juice as far as excitement to the Bears, Michael. But that's not literal. You know, yeah, it's like, mean, that's I, not a literal application. He's not going to come in and all of a sudden makes them a better team. I actually think it, it puts them into a mode where how soon do we get to him? Right. Like, why would we go to Nick Foles? Why wouldn't we just go to Justin Fields and mm. learn and grow? Like, why would we have Nick Foles? Like, let's just get on with it. Let's just get on with it. And the reality of their offensive line, they probably need somebody who can move around back there, who can escape and get out of some trouble, you know? And then I, I, I just think it's, to me, they're, in, they're one of those teams that are betwixt and between. They're just not really set up for the current. Where San Francisco... Yeah, I mean, they don't need Trey Lance to play. Jimmy Garoppolo can go out mm-hmm. there. If their defense comes back, they can go and everything. They can compete. I get their odds. The Bears have so many question marks in so many areas. Agreed. Can I get to a couple early first pitches today? Got a lot of early day baseball yeah. today. Getaway day. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, getaway day. Good uh, matchup in Philly with Woodruff, the ace of that staff, especially with Burns being out. Uh, a big-time opportunity to snap a losing streak here. I think it's four straight for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And Philly the other way throws Wheeler. Somehow Philly's sitting atop the NL East, which is insane, at 16 and 15. Uh, am I seeing, are you getting uh, Wheeler money? Because I saw this open, Woodruff won. 
114. Oh, actually, we've got it now yeah. up to 120, 120 here. So it looks like yeah. you're taking Woodruff money. Brewer, uh, Brewer's money here, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, uh, so far. And it just actually has started to, to come in. When I came in, it was uh, still five cents less. So uh, a little bit of a move to the Brewers here. Six and a half, the total being bet under. Uh, this is a total that opened at six seven. and a half is a seven over. Low number. I mean, yeah, this is not a seven inning game, right? This is not a, for years. It would just be header. Kershaw pitching if it was six and a half. Yeah, now yeah. all of a sudden, you know what I mean? And under favored. So from seven and a half over to six and a half, uh, six and a half under. Six and a half is wild. Well, I'm, I'm, it's crazy, right? Well, but that's because you got two really good pitchers, and you got a lot of missing key pieces in both lineups. And yeah, so, no Yelich. You know, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no Yelich, no, no Bryce, no Bryce Harper. Harper. Yep. yep. Yeah, so, you know, you got that combination, and people are just thinking, you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems six and a half seems really, really small. I, I mean, look, I know we, Woodruff's good, and I know Wheeler's good, but that seems light because if you get to the Philly bullpen, they could that you might be able to get the six and That's a half right. yourself. Yep. The Phillies bullpen stinks, but I will say the Brewers, who have pitched well this year with Yelich out, they've just struggled to hit, struggled to score. They're 26th in batting average. They're 20th in run scored, so that's been an issue for them, uh, and we mentioned Woodruff's a, a tremendous pitcher, and the Phillies have struggled uh, as of late as well. The le- next one I want to get to as far as a pitching matchup about uh, 15 minutes from now. That's McCullers, who's actually been pretty good this year. You throw out the one Detroit start, and he's been good for Houston, uh, but Garrett Cole not only pitching like a Cy Young Award winner, but an MVP here. Yeah, and uh, Yankees yeah. getting the betting attention right from 90 now to 2 to two to 1 favorites here. Uh, you're only going to uh, take plus uh, 105 if you think they can win the game by two or more. Seven and a half on this total. Uh, it opened flat, and now it's under, minus a quarter. So, yeah, you know, very quietly, everybody was making a big deal. A week ago, we were talking about how bad the Yankees, uh, you know, their start has been. But uh, very quietly, what they've done in the last uh, week or so uh, is really turned things around, and now they're plus two in the uh, uh, win-loss column. So, again, it may take last year's amount of total games of 60 uh, this year uh, before we really learned the true identity of some of these teams. You want to go XFIP, no, you want to no go doubt. FIP, you want to go ERA+, plus. whatever you want to do with Garrett Cole, Michael, his numbers are absurd. It's great. Right, and you know, McCullers' curveball is absurd too, right? When he has the right stuff on any given night, I mean, when he yeah. has that curveball working, he's really good. But I was going to point out to Vinny, I mean, this game's seven and a half with two really good pitchers. Yeah. And, you know, and the Philly game is six and a half with two really good pitchers. So, obviously, you know, there's a lot of disrespect for those lineups. To me, you know, to me, this is Cole's too good to ever want to bet against. Strong. And, again, under being bet in this game as well. Yankees and under. Usually there's a correlation of favorite and over uh, and, and dog and under. But in this case, you're seeing favorite. Draw the money as well as the under. Yeah, I actually like what you said there about McCullers with that curveball and sinker. An arsenal of pitches that could give the Yankees uh, and the Yankee batters some issues. So the 7.5 uh, does feel a little elevated. If Cole's on the bump, you're not going to go over for the most part. 7.5. Mm-hmm. McCullers, uh, you throw away the one start against Detroit where he was sick. Uh, has been tremendous in his four others this year. Vinny, anything on the way out? It's great to see you. Uh, just uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier, too, was uh, the hockey tonight with six games. All uh, the lowest-priced favorite, right? everybody's big favorites tonight, and Toronto's the lowest one at 220. You're going to lay anywhere wow. from 220 up to 350.
fifty tonight on all the the home team home favorites. It really is. An, it's unreal. It's so strong. It's yeah. really unreal. coming down. Four, about four games left in the season. Hundred percent. Vinny Maliulo, Vison Vinny on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate Good to be with you. you guys always. Well Thank done. you, Vinny. Appreciate you, Vinny. Take Let's care. go to Kentucky together one day. Yes, Vinny. We'll, we'll, they'll love us. Yeah, you guys look like two there. Kentuckians. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see Calipari. <laughs> we come back. It's the Lombardi line.